Good morning, Kesha. Good morning, Mark. How are you today? Fantastic. Yeah? Yep. So it's another Friday. It's Friday. It's beautiful outside. I got my workout in. It's a good day. Do you like you like morning workouts? I prefer morning workouts, yes. Um, is that is that because you know you get it in or does it like set your mood for the day? Like what what what's your rationale? So a couple I mean I because I get it in, it sets my mood for the day. And if I add if I want to add like another workout or a walk in, then that becomes a bonus. If I wait to the afternoon, there's no bonus. Okay. <laughs> I get that. Okay. So, um, and, and so it just, it, it makes the day, yeah, interesting. Then it's kind of like, like if I get like the intense workout in the, in the morning and say you want to do something recreational in the afternoon, right? Then I don't know. It's just, yeah, I prefer it. That is, what about you? Um, I prefer mornings because a few reasons. I think I like the clarity that that working out or especially like for me riding my bike yes. gives me. So mm-hmm. for that reason, I like the mornings and I think I like getting it done and over with. I think as the day goes on and I get maybe I hit like lulls or get a little more tired in the afternoon, the desire to want to work out is lost for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it is most certainly not like my, my afternoon um, guilty pleasure or something. Yeah, no. And I, I know I have friends that they enjoy the, the evening workout because it's like at the end of the day, it gives them energy. And I'm like, well, I don't need any more energy. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you, it would be over the top. And then Fair I can get, you know, during the day. So I like to fire it up and keep it moving. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I think it's interesting. I, I do truly believe that it is, that it is an important part of um, my life or taking care of me is, is when I don't get those bike rides in for long periods of time, I mm-hmm. feel, I feel more worn down overall. And I don't mean just mm-hmm. in, in a day, but as a general proposition, I know right. that um, they're very, they're, they're healthy for me in mental ways as long, uh, along with physical ways. Yes. And so that's how I feel about, I mean, for me, it's how I feel about working out for me. It's um, especially so that, so to my point is that, if I've worked out during the first part of the morning, if in the middle of the day I find myself in a space where I'm like, I've got to get out and go walk, you know, because it, it does, it, it just clears my mind. And so I may take like a 10 minute walk just to clear my mind again. Sure. And then we're good to go. So I, I, I just, I enjoy the physical activity and I think it's, it's a good part of, of life. And it's something that people should add to um, their day. And I, I think that sometimes we get caught up in this competitive workout scene and, 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 we, and, and people are like, well, if I can't go to the gym, I don't work out at all. But there are benefits to just having a stroll that you build up to things. So I, I think sometimes we overwhelm ourselves with the need to be accomplished or at that place already instead of just the start. Well, so, and this, this, this works for a lot of different things. I believe that something is better than nothing where I do have some friends who say, well, if I can't devote two hours to going and working out, then I might as well not bother doing it. Sure. And 
Um, and I think that I've heard that uh, as I've been studying the idea of meditation and mindfulness, um, I enjoy those people who say it's okay if you if you can't devote 30 minutes or an hour or what have you. If you have five minutes, you can devote five minutes to it. And I think that's the same thing for a workout. If you can get something in, there are days that I can go out and be gone on the bike for a couple hours. There's other days that I just don't have the time and I can be gone mm-hmm. for a lot less time. But right. I still get at least, while I might not get the full, as much value in, um, I get the mental value in regardless. Mm-hmm. And I get, and there is something still, like you said, taking a 10 minute walk. Well, you might want to walk for an hour. You might not have an hour to do it. But if you could take right. a 10 minute walk, that's still probably clearing your head. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, so, right? Yeah. I believe that working out is, you know, those are pillars. It adds to your overall well being. And I can speak to that because I've also been in a place where I was 100 pounds overweight. And I can tell, I can tell you that this side of things is way better. <laughs> well, there you go. But I, I don't even necessarily mean as it applies to working out. Yes, as it applies to working out. But I well, think, sure. that, you know, if I can't sit and read a book for an hour, but I can sit and read a book for five minutes, I still, you know, I still took five minutes for myself to do that. So I think. Yeah, it's finding, it's finding ways. That, yes. So it's not about making excuses for what you can't do is finding ways to get those, those, those times in. I know that, you know, I enjoy reading and, and I read, some people are like, you shouldn't read at stoplights. But for me, sometimes the days are busy and I get my reading in wherever I can. If I'm standing in line somewhere, if I'm whatever. And so those five minutes add up like this week. And I, because I've, I've, I've talked with you before about reading, um, Robert Iger's book, The Ride of a Lifetime. I finished the eight hours. I did it on Audible, but I'm done. I started this week, but see, you get it in. And the other thing is like how you get it in. So I got that book in because I knew that this week I wouldn't have time necessarily to sit down and read a book, right? I I don't, it's just not there for me to do it. Um, But I am going to go back and actually read the book because now I decide that's going to be our book club reading for the company this quarter. Well, I was going to say, beyond which you, we know, or I know that you are a Bob Iger fangirl, um, for sure. <laughs> oh, is that not a fair, is that not a fair statement? I, you, you know, I, 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 Bob is, um, there's a humility and strength about him with, even with mistakes or any of those things that I, I find invigorating in a leader. And and he was very frank, and he has been, even in his master class that I took. And I think that, and even with mentors I've had, it is rare that you see sometimes those qualities. And then at the end of the book, there's an index, and he talks further about um, how he thinks that CEOs should not be in positions in companies for a long period of time because the power can sometimes become unbalanced and they lose sight being able to hear what's happening in their company and with their teams. And I was like, this guy. <laughs> and so just that, that, that awareness um, of what's going on. And mind you, when I say that I'm a fan of something, I take it all in the good, the bad, all of that. Some people are like, some people think that fans just take in like, Oh, the good, but no, it's like everything about the process or his journey and, and how it's tied together. So, um, Yep. I'm not ashamed to say it. We're going to be reading his book in the company because there's such good insight 
even for a teen. Uh, you know, and you know, my other book, The Go-Getter, kind of has a uh, similar has a similar vein. So, uh, yeah. You know, I, you know I like The Go-Getter. So I have not... You like The Go-Getter. I did. That's a, that's a much shorter read. But I, I have every intention to read Bob Iger's book. I just haven't... Um, because if you don't, I'm gonna keep yet. talking your head off about it. <laughs> no, I will. I will get around to it. But I'm, I am, I am curious. We talk a lot about um, in our daily calls about uh, what a 21st century leader looks like, and we talk about leadership qualities. So, mm-hmm. um, and I know you're a fan. You said good, bad, and ugly. You take it all in. So, what are? So, can you give me an example of a of how Bob? It's that role, or maybe he doesn't. Or maybe you're going to say, no, he's not really a 21st century leader. But when you think about that concept of what, of what tomorrow's leader should look like, and you're a fan of Bob's, what are characteristics of him that you think other leaders should emulate? So one of the things that comes to mind as you're talking is, and I, I think this is, this is a timeless quality. You know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like timeless fashion. There are things that transcend and continue to, to remain throughout generations and leaders. And one of the leadership quality that I see, which would, be, which would be important, is humility balanced with power and strength. And all the other things that you add, all the other skill sets that you add, those two pillars you're able to maintain and safeguard those things um, would make you an exceptional leader. And, and that's something that I see throughout his book. And it's not about, because, because, you, because, you know, as a leader, you make decisions. You have to make decisions that are difficult. You have to make decisions that, are, that go against the norm. You make decisions that are often disruptive. And, and, and those two things, I think, are, um, and you understand the power that you have and what that means, the responsibility that comes with that. So if those things are established, all the other things that are added, all the other things that lean into, all the things about how you develop your company um, become further further strengths and, and a sense of self-awareness. Is, is he a person who, um, well, I think you, you may have mentioned this, but he can admit mistakes? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I've been teasing you all week because Disney World is set to open tomorrow. And there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there about whether, given that they're and I say open reopen because it's been closed <clears> or <throat> how many mm-hmm. days because of coronavirus, and there's been a lot of criticism levied at the company for given the recent rise in cases in Florida and in in general in the country that mm-hmm. they would consider opening or reopening. Um, their amusement parks this weekend and next week until all, so all four parks now not the water parks or such but the four right. land parks in um, in Florida reopening in, inside the mm-hmm. next week and you know whether that's a, and I guess we'll wait and see if if how that comes up across but certainly that is a um, that has the potential to be a very big public relations um, issue. It does, but you know what I like about not just him, but quality about perspective is that the thing about you can't always anticipate a mistake that you're going to make. 
And if you feel that in your best interest, you're doing what's right and it ends up being a mistake later, you get to own that. Oftentimes what happens when we're observing people's lives, we're wanting them to own it to their mistake right away, but they may not think that it is in that moment. And we're holding them to a, 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 a line that may not be fully realized in their lives. And we've got to give space for that, I think. Um, now, immediate mistakes are different. Immediate mistakes are different, but you're talking about like, we're perceiving that this could potentially be a mistake and will he own up to it? But- Well, I'm asking you that. I, what I, if I'm, it's not? Yeah. I mean, look, we are, all, we are all guilty of Monday morning quarterbacking and that's going to happen regardless, right? right. Uh, whether, you know, if, 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 uh, if they, if they don't have any additional rise or if they have, if, if they set the standard for how to operate in a new normal, uh, COVID, uh, universe and they very well could. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, when they came up with their fingerprint technology, and I remember that, the. Um, U.S. government was struggling with how to do um, uh, sort of fingerprint technology at at marine terminals because it was because mm -hmm. of the environment it was in, and I always and I would jokingly say, you know, they've they've invested all this money into this technology and yet it doesn't work. And they kept saying these fingerprint readers don't work and they can't make it work. I'm like, someone just needs to go over to Disney and and ask Disney to take it over because they've got it working <laughs> pretty damn well. No, I'm not, I'm, 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 it's, it's funny, but it's but it's. But it's true. Right. They right. have they have done certain things in technology exceptionally well. Mm -hmm. So there is every bit of a possibility that whatever safety precautions they have outlined and have put into place could set the standard upon which other businesses in this country follow suit. Yes. Right? Um yeah. The other side of it is when we're in moments of being somewhat scared, when we see rising cases now over 60,000 cases a day, um, you know, we see full hospital beds, so on and so forth, that we say, hmm, you know, what kind of hubris is this? Right. And so I, I know that we had a discussion about, and this is a good, a good conversation about as, as companies open or decide to reclose or whatever it is you know, this up and down that we're going through in, a, in the country is, you know, you'd given that, you'd related that information about Sweden. It's, I think that numbers go up due to irresponsibility. Irresponsibility by the company or by individuals? And yeah. That's right, irresponsibility based by individuals. That's what I mean. So let me clarify that. And because if we, when we reopen and individuals don't feel that it's necessary to take the proper precautions to wear a mask or to cover up or do any of those things or really to be in large groups and to congregate without precaution, then yes, there's going to be an uptick in numbers. Right. But there's going to be, right? And, and, so, and so that's what happened. And, and now again, and, that, and then even realizing that mistake, what do you do? You dial back and like, oh, we've got to, you know, Re, re, reassess how we do things. Perhaps the opening of Texas and all those other things has caused Disney and hopefully other companies to look at how they open. So, and here, so, and maybe America is unique in this, in this world that we, that our, our, our individual freedoms uh, that we, that we hold so near and dear to us. Um, 
outweigh sometimes smart decision-making, right? Like you can't tell me to wear a mask, blah, 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 blah. Well, fine. Doesn't mean you shouldn't wear a mask. I mean, you know, like you should be wearing a mask anyway. I mean, you're, 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 why do you want to be a person who, who has the potential for infecting others? (laughs) And I, or and being I, infected. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I sit there and I go, okay, like this is where you get to these questions about decision making that people have. And in, in the name of freedom, you know, freedom does not mean you have the right to, to, to make a lot of other people sick either. Um, right. And, but I think we lack that, we lack a little bit of cohesive thought. We, are, we, we pride ourselves on our individualism maybe and our regard personal, for others mm-hmm. yeah and our personal rights yeah. so you're right so maybe a company can say okay we're going to do this and we're going to lay this out but you know are they going to you know how are they going to enforce it and you and then you hear these stories about stores that kick people out if they're not wearing a mask and you know that makes sense uh i actually walked past a um uh, like a beauty salon yesterday that's right by my office and they have a giant sign in the window that basically says do not step foot in here without a mask on. If you, if you remove your mask where you're here, you will be immediately asked to leave and we will be contacted and we will immediately call the police. Like they had this whole thing laid out. Like they're like, we don't want you in our store without a mask on. And we're, and we're being dead serious about it. And then that's say, right. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, is Disney going to kick out the person who takes their mask off in the middle as they're walking through the park? I don't yep, know. All those cameras they have reading people's faces. <laughs> they're like, Hey, Section uh, <laughs> Section Five. We have an unmasked one. An unmasked one. Go get them. I, I think it's going to take that kind of vigilance. And because you know, Mark, what you point, what you've. The thing is, is that in your house, and I bet there are people who are complete germaphobes. They're probably wearing masks in their house. But in your house, you can do as you please, right? Outside, when you're coming in contact with people, have some consideration to mask up. Because now it's not about your own personal freedoms. You're infringing upon other people's well-being. And that's just human decency for me. Oh, sure. Completely agree. So it's not that your freedom is being taken away. It's saying, hey, this is what's happening to help. And we look at all the other rules that we have in life. We can't speed. There's There's a speed limit. Now, you know, I personally don't think there should be one because some people are more responsible drivers than others. And I'm not saying it's a woman talking right now, but it could be. And so (laughs) I think, (laughs) however, there are speed limits, okay? I feel that infringes upon my personal right to speed, you know, and and do that safely with precaution. (laughs) But it's still in place. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Sure. And so, and why is that in place? It's it's not about Kisha and whether or not she can do that, but it's to help the other people on the road. And my, you know. So talking leadership, where does the, where, you know, how does that play off? The idea of I'm going to make my business available to you. I'm going to open these things up and use these precautions. Um, But now, I'm also going to say the customer is not always right because if the customer comes in and takes his mask off, I'm going to say, no, you're not right and, you ha- and I'd rather not sell to you, right? I, I want you to leave my store immediately. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting issue. Um, I think that the 
strong leader that protects their employees and tells the unmasked individual to leave the store or, you know, um, is, uh, is smart or doesn't even allow them in the store if they're not wearing a mask on. And you see others where they just sort of like, you know, they're not happy about it, but they're sheepish. Um, you know, they want the sale or they don't want to create a, a ruckus or <clears throat> they don't want, or whatever the other thing is that there's a reason why they're not, um, why they're not insisting, but Hey, you're the leader of a company. And besides the fact that you want to provide for all your other, your other guests to, to be safe, you also have some amount of responsibility towards your employees. Yes. Yes. Because without that, then you, you can, you, you're not able to stay open. So, you know, people are going to be people. Um, but you're right. I, I think, you know, there's a right to refuse. Stores have a right to refuse when they have the whole, if people want to come in the store barefoot. I mean, there, we make it seem like there haven't been other things in place, right? No shoes, no service. So no mask, no service. What, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. No, I, that's, a good, that's, that's a good analogy. And yet people, so, are, people are much more upset about masks. Masks, for some reason, have just set people off. And I think it's because... Because it's new. It's new. It's, I'm about to say, it's, it's, they, want, it's they want this return to normal that I don't necessarily think is forthcoming um, at the level that they think it's forthcoming. That they want, you know, you talk about um, bobbing for apples and how kids, how no, no longer will kids ever be bobbing <laughs> for apples, right? And that's probably really true. If you were in the apple bobbing business, you got a big problem in front of you. <laughs> yep, you might want to do apple fishing or something like that you know, with a net, but exactly. You'll have to listen, you know what? You can embrace the change. This is what I thought about with the whole mask thing. And some people have gotten clever with it. Some have like their, 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 um, their sports team paraphernalia that they wear as a mask. Right. But I'm like, you know, as a woman who enjoys fashion, I thought this is about to be <laughs> incredible. I need a mask in every color. <laughs> So you're going to have the shoe racks and now you're going to have mask racks? Mask racks, yes. Embrace change, okay? Get a mask in every color. Now you are really, now you're fashionable. Now you don't have to worry about wearing the mask. You've, you've brought it into your lifestyle. See, you know, it's, it's, it's embracing those things. And how, how can I embrace this and make this a part of my life and not feel that it's, it's, a, it's a hindrance? And I know that I'm also helping my fellow man by keeping myself protected and them protected. You know, I, as I'm thinking here, and I always have ideas, so we'll throw this out there for someone to come and invent it. You know, some form of mask hanger system for your closet so you can, so you can hang all your masks and have them readily available. I thought about that. Did you? <laughs> I did, because I was looking at my scarf rack the other day <laughs> because I'm serious about the whole fashionable masks, okay? And I was, you know, I like to be organized. So I was looking at my scarf rack and I said, huh, I was like, you know what? Let's say that this doesn't go away. Right. Right? Because until there's a vaccine, we may be protecting ourselves for a long time. So we may as well, again, embrace the change instead of being resistant to the fact that it's happening. It is happening. There's a reason for it happening. Now what are we going to do about it? Can you imagine? I mean, it can become the, it's going to be the new swag. Bedazzled, bejeweled, whatever you want it to be. They're probably going to have a whole, like how they have necklace sets. Now, I'm only talking from a women's perspective right now, Mark. You can weigh in. I'm listening. So, like how they have necklace sets, there'll be a necklace set with the mask to go with it and the earrings. Somebody talk to me. 
So I, and maybe we're gonna have to move this to a video show eventually, but I'm sure that some of our <laughs> listeners probably see my eyes rolling right this moment. <laughs> Your eyes are rolling, but somebody's taking notes. Yeah, why not? And it should be us. <laughs> so, um, but even you know, like I said, for men, they're gonna have. I, I think men are gonna get like their their or and women their sports jerseys, and they're gonna have matching masks to your 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 jersey. You know, it's true. And then they're going to get the earrings to match it. They're going to be like, that person, look at them. They got it together. So this is, it, it is about, you know, embracing the change, innovating in that space, moving forward. There's going to be people complain because whenever there's change, there's, there, we have the complainers. They show up all, you know, right away. That's okay. We see you. Guess what? You can't come in here without a mask. So... <laughs> there was a woman I used to work with a long, long time ago, and um, these other women would, would 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 roll their eyes. I mean, I didn't really care one way or the other, but she would she was so matchy match that like her her purse changed every day to completely match her outfit, and they were exactly the same color. So she must have had like this like ridiculous collection. So like everything changed every day. Shoes from from her shoes to her purse, right? Everything was mm-hmm. like, perfectly coordinated to her outfit. So I'm just imagining what she is going through with her masks. Oh, right now? Oh, she's already got it down. All right, that, may be, that may be the case. She's already got it down. She's already got her matching. And this is, the, so when I walked, the other day I walked into, uh, I went into Sam's and I saw a woman going in fashionably dressed and she had a matching mask. <sighs> and I thought, she looks pretty cool. <laughs> there you go. So anyhow, that's been, this has been fun talking about, uh, and maybe that's the, the subject, how, how masks have disrupted, it has, be, it has become a disruptor. Not just like COVID itself, but then all these other things have become disruptors. Well, this is this and, argument, yeah, is, you know, and this idea that masks have become political, right? Um, yeah. And, and someone told me that their, their parent who should be wearing a mask, didn't want to wear a mask. And again, I'm not trying to be political in this, in this conversation, except this person said, I don't want to wear a mask because the, the president does not believe that, his, that because she's a supporter of the, of the president and felt that she was being unsupportive of him if she wore a mask. Now I'm thinking, why the hell should Anything that is about healthcare and about yeah. actually about your 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 health, I shouldn't say healthcare. Yes. Health, everyone thinks insurance, yes. but your health be related to anything political on any end, be, end of the spectrum. And to have your own mind. I mean, I'm just you know stuff like that is like like yeah, you don't you don't have your own mind about. I, I actually want no politicians. I don't care if they're. I don't care what side of the aisle they are. I honestly do not believe that our politicians at any regard, should be opining on this issue. Healthcare, yeah, health issues. I don't either. It, I don't it, either. Unless you're actually, unless that's something that you did in, before you became president and that was your career and you've got knowledge in it. Like, and you know, the knowledge is the one that we talk about, like the no and then the no, right? Not like we all have knowledge of certain medical practices and it's okay if I self-diagnose myself. It's okay if I WebMD it. But I cannot web for anybody else. Okay. Right, but I don't want. I don't. I don't need. I don't need. Um, yeah, I don't need Donald Trump. Nor do I need Nancy Pelosi uh, telling yeah. me the the you know um, what 
uh, you know, these things. Uh, it's just, to me, it's, it's a little unfortunate and, and this politicizing of something that really should be about, about, um, humanity. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it should be about is humanity. It is the same thing about, um, the, even the things that are happening in our country. Um, you know, and I thought about, that was something else I thought about this morning is that we have, even when you're politicizing things, you lose sight of the humanity of the people in which you have responsibility over. And, and so it's become this, just this big thing about being able to say things. I think that it's not good for anyone in leadership to tear down someone who is potentially someone that you're leading, whether it's directly or indirectly. And I've found that oftentimes some of the disparaging remarks that Trump makes and then recants later are not good. And it doesn't breed, it doesn't breed unity or bring about a sense of humanity. And that's been in every place from how we've addressed the mask issue, how we address how COVID has happened and other areas and things that have happened here. Um, even the thing that you mentioned the other day about cancel culture, you know, all of these things are playing out to be potentially very damaging. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know we were going to spend time today um, before we got sidetracked talking a little yes. bit more about cancel culture, but I think, um, but if you actually listen to um, the uh, Wednesday episode of corporate thought, you'll hear me talk to, uh, to uh, two teenagers about cancel culture a little bit. So there's a little plug yeah. for the, for my other show, but exactly, uh, <laughs> so you need to go over there and listen to that and listen to that one. But I do mm -hmm. think that these are, um, uh, I think they are interesting issues, and I think it, it is also interesting how politics has invaded literally, I think, every aspect of our lives at this point. Because even when we're talking about Bob Iger and I'm talking about how it'll be perceived, you know, if this thing's a, po a positive or a negative you know that one way or another, politicians will weigh in on the reopening of Disney World. This will somehow become oh, this being a business decision. It's going to become a political um, viewpoint because it just seems that everything does these days, regardless of what it, of, of, of what it is. There's that, there's that um, political bent to our daily lives. Yes. Yes, it is. I agree. Maybe we have so to, just, yeah, maybe we uh -huh, have to take okay. a, a pause and step back from that. Again, as someone who really believes that we have to be looking at humanity and we have to be looking at our fellow, our fellow person that um, it would be smart to take a moment and try, you know, even if, if our natural inclination is about to politicize something to maybe say, maybe we shouldn't. I agree. Maybe we shouldn't, and maybe we should look at it through the lens of humanity before we do. I think it's a great idea. So now, now that we've had this other great 31-minute conversation, it's a good way to go and, and, and make our day um, fabulous and fantastic. And you can do it in fashion-coordinated mask wear. Do, do it in fashion-coordinated mask wear and find out a way to use those masks as your billboard. There you go. I like it. Be, I'm telling you, it's going to be a great advertising tool. Yeah, this has been great. Anyway, well, Kisha, have an amazing day. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye. Bye.